We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Amen, amen. Good morning. That wasn't half bad right there. <laughs> um, I'm excited this morning. Um, I mean, hopefully you've been praying for me. Um, my girlfriend is once again out of town. It's just a bad day when she's gone, man. It's just, it's just rough. Um, but she's out of town, and, and um, it gave me an opportunity to... Um, spend a little bit more time doing the things that I enjoy outside of her, um, and I got to study too much. <laughs> uh, so, I know someone stood up here last week and said that we would be starting a new series in about three weeks. We're going to start a new series today. Um, and if you don't mind putting that graphic up, um, the, the title for this series is Escape Room. You can clap for that. It's, it's good. <laughs> we are going to be dealing with temptation. And I, I want you to, I, I don't know why the word epic kept coming to mind, um, but I feel like this is going to be one of those where it changes stuff. And um, I'm going to try to make sure that I keep my composure uh, because the word of God gets me excited. Um, you should see my children like mimic me. It is a funny thing um, because I'm a pretty even kill guy for the most part. But when I start preaching, I start yelling and I start moving fast. and It just cracks them up that I do that. Um, but I'm going to be very intentional to try to stay close to my notes um, because I've got some very specific things that I need to get in your hands. Um, do me a favor today and take notes, right, because this is a foundational uh, Sunday. Um, and, and you want to make sure that you get um, all of the foundation so once we start to build upon that, um, you won't have a crack. Um, so do me a favor and let's make sure that we take some good um, detailed notes today so that we can get what God has for us. Amen? Um, so let's turn to the, to the we're going to do two verses today. This is a little uncommon for me, but we're going to look at both of them together. Um, Hebrews 4. In 15, the NIV version. And then we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 10 and 12, the New King James Version. You have it electronically, so don't sit there and act like, oh, my God, he just gave me two different versions. <laughs> NIV, Hebrews 4, 15. And then we're going to do 1 Corinthians 10, 12, the New King James Version. Shout amen when you get there. <clears throat> Can you mute seven, please? Hebrews four fifteen, And it says this, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted, shout tempted. Say that louder, tempted. 
who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Now let's push to 1 Corinthians 10 and 12, New King James Version. First Corinthians 10, 12, New King James Version. I hear some ticks still, so that means we're still looking. It is cold. <laughs> First Corinthians 10, 12, you there? All right. And it says this, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Verse 13 says, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Our title for today is Escape Room, um, and when I started to think about the, um, the text and how I wanted to approach it, my mind went back to 2016 uh, when I first experienced uh, an escape room. Um, I went to the American Escape Room down on I-Drive. You ever have everyone here done the escape room before? Raise your hand, you've been there. Yeah, we got quite a few who've done the escape room. Um, the way it works is that you give you you've given this um, this storyline, uh, whether it be saving the president, um, diverting war, or trying to avoid a world pandemic, um, as to the reason why they're getting ready to lock you inside of this room. Um, and it is your job to find your way out or escape. And if you do not find your way out or escape, something really bad is going to happen. It is interesting to me. Um, to watch people in this environment because everybody turns into a Sherlock Holmes or an Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Like people who have no personality whatsoever, all of a sudden is just looking for every single clue inside of this room trying to get us out. And the reason being is because everybody in this room knows that there is a way out. I'm going to look very deeply. I'm going to look extremely hard because they would have not locked us inside of this room if there was not a way of escape. So they keep looking, irregardless of the pressure of the moment and the situation at hand and the clock ticking down, they keep looking, keep pressing, trying to find the escape route or the way to escape because I know that I wouldn't be in this room if there were not a way out. Transition. So many of us just give in to our temptations because we feel there is no way out. I have to. Every time they call, I give in. Every time they say this, I feel that. Every time I see it, I got to have it. 
there, there, I feel like, Pastor Wanzel, every time I try, I just can't get away from it. And no matter what happens, I just give myself in because I don't feel like there's a way of escape. I feel like I had to do it. I must have had to do it because I keep doing it. And every time it shows back up, I do it again. And I feel like I'm bound by this thing and I can't get away from it. And I wish that I could get out. But I've got good news for you. There is the way of escape out of temptation. There's a way of escape out of temptation. I want to make sure that we build upon this, and you know me, I'm going to have to give you a, de- um, um, a description or a definition of what we're talking about. So here, here, here's what we're talking about with the word temptation. It's a long one. I want you to write it down. I'm going to read for you. Temptation. It is the instrument used by Satan to promise a certain satisfaction at the cost of being obedient to God. Its main objective is to provoke your flesh into doing something that your spirit man does not want to do. Write that down. It is the instrument used by Satan to promise a certain satisfaction at the cost of being obedient to God. Its main objective is to provoke your flesh into doing something that your spirit man does not want to do. I see if you're still writing, I'll give you a second. Now. Satan will entice you long enough or provide enough provocation so that satisfying self becomes paramount to obeying God. He will keep at you. He will keep provoking you. He will keep pushing you. He will make it look good enough. He will make it look sweet enough. He will make it look sexy enough. He will make it look big enough. He will make it look gratifying enough until he provokes you into sin. Now, after he provokes you into sin, he makes you feel the guilt and the shame for something that you really didn't want. And then what he does, this is the part that blows me away, after he provokes you into sin, shout provoked into sin, he provokes you into sin, and you get there, and now I feel this guilt and the shame, and then he turns to God and says, look what I made your daughter do. She out here acting like she ain't got no daddy. Look at what I just made your son do. He just forfeited the future of his family for one touch. He will keep provoking you. He will keep pressing you. He will make sure that he gives you enough data so that you can say to yourself, I have to make this decision. I have to do that and forfeit my future. That is the power of temptation. There is somebody sitting in this room today that has said to themselves, I can't help it. Every time I try to turn my back on it, I can't stop it. I can't stop the thoughts from coming in my mind. And every time I have the thought, then comes the action. And it's just this routine that I've got myself into. And I feel myself bound by this thing that continually tempts me to sin. And oftentimes I'm tempted into sin, but I want it to stop. And I feel like there is no help for me. I feel like I'm chained and bound by this thing because I have not broken free from it. 
Somebody needs to know today that there is escape room. Somebody needs to know today that there is escape room. I know you feel bound by this thing, and I know that you haven't been able to get away from it by yourself, but God has provided escape <laughs> room. I want to, oh God, I want to look at, I'm, I, can I, I'm going to calm down. Give me one second. I just want to get into this thing. I got four thoughts so we can set this thing up. Y'all ready for this? Let's put in a little bit of work. Let's go back to verse 15. Um, let's go to Hebrews 15. Sorry. Hebrews 4 and 15. Let's go there. And I'm going to give you a second because I want you to read along with me. Okay, let's read. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are. I'm going to read that again. But we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Point number one is this. Temptation is not a sin. Say that with me. Temptation is not a sin. What I want you to see here in the text, and that's the reason why I want you to go to it, is that the text makes a clear distinction between, between temptation and sin. It says that he was tempted in every way that we, just as we are, yet he did not sin. There's a difference between the two. But what the enemy, Satan, um, the, the devil, whatever you call him, what he will make you feel is that you've sinned because you were tempted. He will, he, he will make you feel like a fraud for a thought that you had. You have to understand that he is trying to make you feel guilt and shame for a sin that you did not commit. <laughs> he makes you walk around with the burden of a sin that you never committed. There is a difference be between being tempted and sin because our Lord, Je our Lord Jesus, our Savior, he, he, was, he, he was tempted, but he sinned not. There is a difference. And I don't want you walking around thinking that you've done something wrong because you simply had the thought or you had the feeling. Oh, Pastor Wanzel, I'm not condoning that you sit in your feelings or your thoughts. But you did not sin because you had the thought or the feeling. You are tempted into sin. The reason why the enemy allowed you to have that thought, he put it in your mind so that he can, he can woo you into sinning. I want you to understand that there's a difference between sinning and temptation. Because our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was tempted. But he said not. I don't want you walking around with the baggage of a sin that you did not commit. I, I, I don't want the enemy to beat you up because you drove past the liquor store and you had the urge to go in. I, I, don't want, I don't want the enemy to have his way with you because you saw this gentleman who looked fine and he looked good. And you looked at him and said, yes, he looks good, but you kept stepping. No, that's not a sin. Now, if you act on that, that's different. There is a difference between temptation and sin. 
and the enemy will make us feel all sorts of condemnation for something we never did. Here's the funny thing. This is one of the only areas in our life where a narrow win feels like a loss. You, let's, let's think. The Super Bowl was a few weeks ago. Yeah, about, about a month ago or whatever. And um, let's just env- envision this with me. Um, let's just say the Super Bowl was 36-35. And they're interviewing the winning team. And one of the guys come up and says, um, yeah, we just won the Super Bowl. We, we could have played better. Y'all, y'all just give them the, give them the trophy because we could have played better. We're not going to Disneyland because we didn't give it our all and we almost lost. Isn't that what the enemy does to you? He will make you feel as if you lost a battle that you won. Oh, gosh, I'm preaching good. He makes you feel like you lost a battle that you won. Oh, it was a near miss, but I won. Oh, my, this is a hallelujah moment. This is a thank you, Jesus moment. Yes, it didn't get me this time. Yes, I didn't fall for it this time. Yeah, I did have the thought, but I didn't go in. Yes, I did have the thought, but I did not call. I am grateful for the wins that I have, even if it's by a small margin. Yeah, he almost got me, but he didn't. Gosh, y'all, y'all not getting this. Yeah, he almost got me, but he didn't. It is the only area in our life where he can beat us up for winning. No, no, no. I put that down. I picked it up, but I put it back down. (laughs) I felt like cussing. But I didn't. (laughs) listen to me listen to me y'all I'm laughing I'm playing but I don't want the enemy to beat you up for something and make you feel the condemnation for something that you did not do I feel all sorts of shame and I feel like a frog because of something that I actually wanted and the enemy does not get to have his way with you like that shout temptation is not a sin Let's get more. Y'all getting anything from this? Let's go, let's go to 1 Corinthians now, verse 12. I'll give you a second to get there. First Corinthians 10 and 12. <clears throat> Are y'all there? Okay. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Point number two, you will never transcend temptation. Say that with me. You will never Transcend temptation. Now, Paul writes in verse 12, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. That's the NIV version. He says this, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. What is he saying? Don't get so confident and so audacious to believe that you're above the, the things that other people fall for. Do 
don't, don't, don't get so confident in self to think that I'll never do that. D don't get so confident in your wins that you say to yourself, I'll never have that issue. They should be more mature than that. If you look at Hebrews 4 and 15, we just learned, go back to the text, we just learned that, 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 that Jesus, the Son of God, the Anointed One, our Lord and Savior, was, all, was at all points tempted. How confident you got to be to go tempt Jesus? The Son of God. The second entity of the, of the Godhead. How, how, how confident do you have to be in temptation? Listen to me now. How, how confident do you have to be in temptation? Your, your tool, your instrument that you use to get people in, to, to, to commit sin. How confident do you have to be in the tool that you're using to go test Jesus? And here's what I want you to understand. I honestly believe that the, the devil never thought that he could get Jesus. But watch me now. Because the word had been wrapped in flesh... There was always an opportunity that for the flesh, today might be the day. Yes, he was Jesus, but he had been wrapped in flesh. And the enemy understands that if I can tempt the flesh good enough, today might be the day. Listen to me. Don't you ever get so holy or think that you're so mature that you are beyond being tempted and falling into sin because all it takes is the right set of circumstances at the wrong time for you to find yourself doing something you said you would never do. None of us are above temptation. None of us can transcend temptation. If Jesus had to be tempted, you're going to be tempted. And I don't want you to get so confident to think to yourself, well, I'm 45 year old, year old now, and, and that's not my issue. I'm married now, and that's not my issue. No, 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 no. As long as you live in this fleshly body, as long as you stand on this earth, temptation, temptation will be an issue for you. You may not say it, but temptation is an issue for everybody in here in one shape or another. The enemy was so confident, I'll test Jesus. And I honestly believe that he knew he wasn't going to get Jesus. But since the word had been wrapped in flesh, there may be an opportunity. Today just might be my day that I get him because he's wrapped up in that flesh. And don't you, oh gosh, don't you understand that you live in the fleshly body? And that you will never get beyond being tested. That you'll never get beyond possibly having an issue today. And you have to make sure that you stay guarded. And that's what I want to get to you. Because whenever you get to a space where you say that's not an issue to me, you are most vulnerable at that point. Because, here's the thing. Because when, when you don't know to guard something, it's vulnerable. When I don't know to guard my eyes, I'm vulnerable. Oh, y'all not. <laughs> when, 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 I, when, I, when, I'm not, when I don't know to guard my ears, I'm vulnerable. I have to know that I've got to guard myself because of this fleshly body. I can find myself in anything, and I don't care how long you've been churching. People have been churching for, for 30 years, and all of a sudden, they just don't do it anymore. Listen to me. You will destroy your future. You will deny your God. You will walk away from your blessing if you don't understand 
that temptation is an issue for you. Every pastor of every church, every saint that speaks in tongues, every choir member, every, every worship team leader. Listen, temptation is an issue for everybody that walks the face of this earth, and you will never rise above it. You have to guard against it. You will never rise above it. You have to guard against it. We tend to give ourselves too much credit for our wins. I stopped doing that 10 years ago. I've graduated. I'm a mature saint. I'm a, oh, no, no, no. I'm a seasoned saint. <laughs> I don't want us to get caught up in looking at ourselves and giving ourselves too much credit for the things that we've accomplished and not staying on guard with temptation. Let's get more. Let's get number three. Let's go back to verse 12. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Point number three, there are no exclusive temptations. <clears throat> Say that with me. There are no exclusive temptations. Um, one of the, the, the tactics of Satan that tends to be very effective, in my opinion, is what I like to call the comfort of exclusivity. The comfort of exclusivity. Um, because at times we can feel like our circumstances, this deficiency, this need that I have is exclusive to me. And there is nobody out there on the face of the earth who is going through what I'm going through like this. So because nobody else is going through what I'm going through like this, I give myself permission to give in to the temptation. Because I deserve it. So I give myself permission to, I have to have it, I get it. I have, I have to drink it, I have to smoke it, I have to touch it, I have to look at it, I have to see it. I give myself permission because I feel like this is exclusive to me and no, you don't get it. Have you ever told somebody, you, you, you don't understand? You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know my story. You don't know my situation. You can't, understand, you can't possibly understand what I'm dealing with. When we get to that space and we feel like this is exclusive to us, we're making ourselves step away from guarding ourselves the way that God desires for us to. What I want you to understand is that we can't give ourselves to our sin, excuse me, to our temptations, feeling as if what we're dealing with is exclusive to us. The enemy will make you feel so alone when you're going through something and dealing with something. Even when you try to explain it to people, it seems like they don't get it. And then you finally said to yourself, I have to do it now because nobody understands me. I have to give myself to this because nobody gets it. That is the exact place where the enemy wants you to be. He wants you to feel like you're alone in this so that you can give yourself to that. 
Paul makes it very clear. He says, there is no temptation that is not common to man. He says it is the exact opposite. He says that everybody on this earth goes through the same thing at some point. Maybe different versions. Maybe it may look a little different. But all of us at some point will go through the same exact things. It says, and we're going to talk about this in the weeks to come. It says that Jesus' word was at all points tempted. Well, Jesus didn't have Instagram. How was he tempted like me? He was at all points tempted. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life. We're all tempted at some point and at all points. And you have to understand that you're not in this alone. This is not directly just for you. You're not the only person that's going through this. Someone else has gone through it. And the enemy wants you to believe that you're doing it by yourself so that you can try to make decisions on your own. And he presses you in to sin. I want you to understand today that you're not by yourself. Pastor Wanzo, you in your 40s, early 40s, you don't get us 20-somethings. You don't know what we're going through. When I talk to my friends about what I'm going through, they don't get me. So I had to relieve my pressure. I had to relieve this pressure, and so, so I went and smoked. I had to fix it for myself because nobody got it, so I went and got a bottle. I'd ha- I had no other way to get, get myself out of this. Then I want you to understand the enemy is playing a trick on you. He wants you to feel like this is only you, and only you're the only person going through it just like this, and nobody hears you, nobody understands you, and you need to do something about it. So he edges you, he provokes you, he entices you into sin. And then after I sin, I don't feel any better, I feel worse. I feel further behind. Oh, gosh, he keeps you in this cycle of doing that because you don't understand. This is not just me. This is not exclusive to me. Everybody has gone through this. Everybody has gone through something. Everybody is tempted in the same fashion. It's not exclusive to me. Said it to you never, it's not exclusive to me. Let's get more. Let's get this last point. We got one more. Are y'all learning anything? Go back to verse 12. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Point number four, our final point for today is this. There is a way of escape. Say that with me. There is a way of escape. I want you to pay close attention to what Paul writes in verse 13. He says, but with the temptation. But with the temptation. That means in addition to. That means at the same time. But with the temptation. 
will also make the way of escape. Watch me now. That means that at the same time that I'm getting myself into this, God is getting me a way out of this. At the same time, I'm, 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 I'm contemplating going down the wrong path. He is creating the path so I can get out of this. And until you understand that he's giving you escape, you won't get out of it. God says at the same time, shout the same time. The same time that you start to go left, I can make things go right. But you have to know that he is creating the escape. If you finally understand that, there's a lot of things that you can avoid. There's a lot of places that you won't go because I know that God has created me some escape. Here's the way he gave it to me. And I want you to write this point down. And as a matter of fact, I want you to put it in your Twitter or whatever you use. Watch this. He says, listen to me. This is what he gave it to me. I don't have to give in when I can get out. Oh, God. He says, I don't have to get in when I can get out. I don't have to give in when I can get out. He is creating a way of escape simultaneously. As I'm getting myself in this, he's getting me out of it. And all I got to do is start looking for it because I know that he's giving me a way of escape. So watch this, y'all. The job now is for me to turn into Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> The job now is for me to turn into Inspector Gadget because I know that the way is there. I just got to find it. Maybe I've overlooked it. God, maybe I wasn't paying attention. And it's time for me to start looking at the signs and say, God, I want the escape route because I can't keep doing this on my own. Stand to your feet. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.